Hello and welcome to the second edition of the LB Review Podcast. As the same as last episode, I'm joined by Ben and Lewis again. How are you doing, Lewis? Um, very well, thanks, Logan. And how are you doing, Ben? Yeah, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. It's good to be back doing another episode. Um, since it's been about two weeks since we did the last one. Last time out, we picked our uh, Euro squads. Um, they got they got chosen this week by Steve Clark. We'll talk about them later. First of all, um, I mean, I've had a bit of a busy day today. Um, I was up watching Kelty Hearts versus Brecon in the playoff second leg. Uh, Kelty Hearts got promoted to League Two, j- just about. I mean, both teams went down to ten men. Had to Brecon were all there, go down from the first leg, opened up a wee bit, and then Michael Tidger sealed the victory for Kelty. Um, Lewis, Kelty's now in League Two. How do you think they'll do next season in League Two? I've got a feeling they'll get the playoffs. Uh, surely, surely got to be the aim with the squad they've got as playoffs, and I think they'll get it. I think it'll be between them, Edinburgh City, possibly Forfar, and then you've got other teams like Stirling Albion, Stranraer, Stenish Muir as well in that league. So it should be a competitive league two next season. Ben, what's your thoughts on Kelty and going into League Two? Uh, I think they'll push after after falling out of the playoffs then. It's going to be disappointing for them, but it just really depends how much money they're going to splash this season. If they don't feel like they don't need to splash it, if not, then fair enough. But if they do, I think they should be pushing for trying to get up and just going up like Queen's Park. I can see from your top that you'll be delighted with Kelty going up. Um, so, as I said, last last episode, we picked our Euro Scotland squads and then on... Wednesday, I think it was, uh, Steve Clark picked his 26-man squad for the Euros. We got most of them right, but there was always a few that we didn't get right. Most notably, I said that uh, Andy Constein would be in the squad. He wasn't. Uh, you guys said that Griffiths would be in, I think. Was, it, was I right in saying that? You both picked Griffiths? Yeah. Ben, you got yeah. your squad up there? Uh, the only players I missed out on were Greg Taylor and Scott McKenna. Yeah, I, I picked McKenna, but I didn't, didn't think Taylor would go, although he's I been did. in previous squads. Yep. With the 26 that uh, he picked, I don't think he would be in the squad. But, um, yeah, obviously, Nathan Patterson getting called up for his first Scotland squad, same with Billy Gilmore and David Turnbull, uh, which we all expected, really. Apart from Nathan Patterson was a bit of a question, but we all expected mm-hmm. at least Gilmore and Turnbull, Turnbull to be in there. Um you both gave your predictions last week, but after seeing the squad that he's actually picked, how, how well do you think we'll do, Lewis? You, Lewis how, how do you think we'll do? Um, realistically, I still think third, but hopefully we can sneak second. It is. I mean, it will be a struggle. We've got to win the first game against Czech Republic, I think. And then we'll, the trip to Wembley and then the home game again. Oh, I say home game, the game at Hamden versus Croatia. Um, Ben, do you think we'll still get through the grams? Um, or? I've still got hope for the second place. No, finish above England, Croatia probably got a game, but I've got to hope. Finish above England, I think it will be. I mean, I think if I got to finish above England, we've got to get a result at Wembley, and then oh, hope that no Croatia get a result against England. Um, so in today's episode, we're going to be um reviewing yesterday's Scottish Cup final as well as the season as a whole from all four SPFL leagues. Um, start with the Scottish Cup yesterday. Um, St Johnston versus Hibernian uh, at Hamden. 
No fans there again, as there was supposed to be, I think it was 600 fans in total there on the on the day. But due to Glasgow still being in level three, there was una- unable to have fans. Um, how strange was it watching a cup final, Ben, without, without fans being there? Uh, I think it was weird. Also, you know, Hibs would have been large numbers. Probably Hibs, if fans were there, Hibs probably went on to win that. But if fans getting behind them after doing bad, the fans are actually a 12th man and pulling through it. But it was awkward to watch. But I think the players went out and delivered a good game. So, Well, I see, I see the fans coming back in the playoff games and the Championship, Premiership, League One and League Two. Um, but surely they should have allowed a few fans in, at least the 600 that was originally allocated, Lewis. I reckon so, because Hamden's big enough to easily socially distance 600 fans in that stadium, so to not allow fans is a bit shambolic. So we'll talk about yesterday's game. Uh, St Johnston were victorious 1-0. Sean Rooney scored a header in the first half to put... St. Johnston ahead and then inevitably win the game. Um, Sean Rooney was one of the players that was in and around getting picked for the Scotland squad after yesterday's performance and the season overall. Do you think he's unlucky not to get in the squad, Ben? Uh, I wouldn't say he's unlucky. I think most folk wouldn't expect him to be. Obviously, having a good season with St. Johnston have done a double. It's just, it's still not something that's going to get killed off. So you've got Stephen O'Donnell, who's been capped 18 times for Scotland in the last two, two or three years. And also Patterson, who's a young prospect. So I think Rooney's kind of at the age and he's not playing at the best of a level yet to get that call up. Obviously, he scored both goals for St. Johnson in their both cup finals. Obviously, they won the Betfred Cup and now the Scottish Cup, winning the double. Their manager, Callum Davidson, has had a lot of praise over the last few weeks and especially yesterday for the job that he's done. Obviously, the manager of the Year Awards already been picked, Stephen Gerrard getting it. Lois, do you think that Callum Davis will have to win the double? They should maybe rethink that manager of the year award, or do you still think that Gerard deserves it? Gerard obviously deserves it undefeated in the league this year, without a doubt. But if you could give it to two, David <laughs> Davidson's a man you'd give it to. He definitely deserves it this year after underdog St. Johnson. Probably should have been put out of the Betfred Cup when they played us. We were very unlucky that night. But uh, if, if it was a joint award, he'd definitely be the one who shares it with Gerard. I think that uh, Gerard does his ever. I mean, going invincible in the Premiership is no easy thing to do. He's done a brilliant job this season with the, the circumstances that every club's had to face. But in terms of Hibs, Ben, um, losing another big game and another game at Hamden, um Obviously, there's a bit of stick with Jack Ross. Although he got them third, he's lost another big game as manager of Hibs. Where do you think Hibs should go from now with going forward into next season? Well, there's two words to describe what Jack Ross has done. It's Hibs that he's went and done the common thing that Hibs have done recently. You know, they've been, I think it was something 119 years, 15 cup finals, and they've only won one. It's just. It's not the standard where Hibs should be. They're obviously sitting around pushing to try and get against the Rangers and Celtics and make sure they're the dominant team outside the whole form. But I think either, if you back Jack Ross with budget, I think these recruitment for players is top, top quality. Obviously, Jackson Irvin, players like that. 
but either he gets back to a budget to go and sign the players he needs or he goes and has been a big name, someone that's suitable for the job and to get him pushed through Europe and stuff. I do think Jack Ross is a very good manager. I think that getting Hibs to third was a very good achievement for the club. As you said, his recruitment has been very good in the past few windows. I think he will stay at Hibs at least over the summer and then into next season and see how they do in Europe. But the performances that they've gave in the cup finals have just not been good enough. I think that uh, although St. Johnston played well yesterday, Hibs had the chances and opportunities to go and win that game. Um, as Going back to St. Johnston, going into next season, what do you think that St. Johnston should be aiming for in the league list? Um, next year, if they play like what they have this year, obviously they had the shaky start and they were sitting bottom, I think, at one point. I think definitely next year, top six again, if not like that sort of fourth, third position is what they need. I think they'll be in and around there. I mean, Aberdeen's made the signing of J. Emmanuel Thomas last week. They'll probably bring in a few more names as well as obviously new manager Stephen Glass coming in. I think it'll be a bit of time before the players get used to him or his the way of hit that he plays. So I do think St. Johnston will challenge Hibs and Aberdeen next year for the top third or fourth place next season. Then you've also got teams like Motherwell pushing up probably the league as well. And then obviously Hearts coming up, which we'll get on to later. Um, moving on to the Premiership as a, as a whole... Rangers obviously won the division convincingly over rival Celtic. Um, as we mentioned earlier, they went invincible, undefeated the whole season. As for the, the achievement as a whole, when how 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 vital was it for Rangers to win the league this season? Obviously, they were the ten oh, in a row as well. It was massive for Rangers. Also, if you didn't, if Celtic won win that ten in a row, no one's going to hear the end of it. Rangers especially, and it'll just push Celtic so much further and how much of a bigger club they are or they can be. But I think also, even though we broke 100 points, I think if as a manager that wasn't Steven Gerrard, who wasn't such a big name, we wouldn't, we'd have even more praise, but it wouldn't be, be as much hype. I feel like if you had a Davidson just say, or even someone like Glennon for Celtic, there's no chance it'd be as hyped up and as talked about as, it, as much as it is with Steven Gerrard. Even winning all these games without fans, you know, the fans usually... Spur the players on at Ibrox. Um, obviously, they had the celebrations last week out in George Square and outside Ibrox, but uh, we'll leave that out for now. Um, Lois, going into next season, I think it'll be tougher for Rangers next season with Celtic having a rebuild. They'll probably bring in a new manager to be revealed probably in the next month or so. What do you think? Is it more or less the same for Rangers next season? Lois, do you think? Wait. When you look at Rangers' recruitment last summer, they got absolutely spot on. I think with Davis and Arfield sort of aging on now, they could maybe do with that other midfielder, maybe getting that, um, what's his name, Bangani Zungu maybe back if they could, or going out and trying buy somebody who's going to slot in there and basically overtake Davis's place. Lewis Ferguson. Good, a good, good shout. Shout. has been mentioned with... Watford this week as well same with Josh Doig but I think that yeah I do agree with you I think that they do need to although Davis was remar- un- unbelievable this year for unbelievable. Rangers unbelievable I do I do think that he, is, he might get on a wee bit and then I, I still think he'll play a vital part next year just in case he gets a wee bit injured or uh, 
burns out a wee bit that they do need a replacement for him because he is he provides so much quality to that Rangers midfield. Um, as for the system that Rangers play, Ben, do you think they'll keep it more or less the same if next season they've obviously got to keep a hold of Kent Morelos if they can, which will be difficult, but it's not easy to replace their players, has it been? No, it's not, but I think we'll stick with the system and we'll just spend the money where they need to and improve the squad even further. If they keep on to players like Morelos and Kent, players like Jordi Bo as well, obviously, Kamara, going to bigger clubs, or well, not bigger clubs, but clubs that can spend money. I feel like if Rangers get a place like Jesse Lewis Ferguson, maybe another defender in there, then they're going to be pushing on to, but it's their, it's their title to lose right now. So, uh, I think a massive boost for them as well is Alan McGregor staying on for another year. Him signing a deal, he's had a remarkable season as well. They've also got to keep some of the players, such as Goldson, Barisic, Tavernier, who have been also been vital this season with their goals, assists and clean sheets as well at the back. Um, moving on to their rival Celtic, who I've just not been at it this season at all. Um, when you looked at some of the players who signed at the start of the season, obviously looking back now, you're just like, awful. But when you've seen like, Shane Duffy coming in and you've seen the likes of Ayeti coming in, you seemed oh they might they probably will challenge Rangers this season, but it's just not. It's just been a disaster for Celtic this season, hasn't it? Hundred percent. I think next year, if they're going to go in for loans, well, players like Duffy, Laxell, that is Yeti who they paid five million for. He's got to play next year up beside Edward. I think in it instead of splashing, I think it was a couple million they spent on Duffy's loan. Uh, instead of doing that, go out get a young centre back who's looking to play maybe like a Portes or something who wants to play, not on loan, and a permanent deal. That's what they need to do. They just need to cut out the loans. I think that uh, the recruitment at Celtic has been vastly inferior to Rangers this or the last few seasons, or this season and maybe January last season, but. They've obviously got to sign a new man or bring in a new manager with the total rebuild going through the club. Um, obviously, Eddie Howe's been in the talk with that, but what does that new manager have to do, Ben, to to challenge Rangers next season? And do you think that with the right man, they will be right up there with Rangers at the end of the season? Well, just to get a, player, a manager in like Eddie Howe who can get big players, players that could perform... But I think the main thing, the manager needs to win the fans first. He needs to get his signings in and get players playing in the first five, ten games in the league that are going to win the fans. So that's the main But if you don't have the fans on your side, your club's, the Celtic's not going to perform. The fans are the biggest part of Celtic, obviously, for your team brigades. The tens of thousands turn up every week. If you win the fans, the players are going to play well and the players are going to keep getting better and better every week. I think a massive impact for the season as a whole was the the absence of Forrest and maybe Griffiths starting as well. Griffiths was in and around, but he never really he's never really reached full fitness at any time in the season. But Forrest has obviously been out injured, came back at the end of the season and done reasonably well on the team. But ever since the start of the season, they've just not been good enough. And it was clear that Rangers were just going to steamroll the league. So as for the battle for third goes, I think that uh, Hibbs obviously, obviously got... There in the end, they edged Aberdeen. But Hibbs had a great start to the season with Nisbet, Doidge, Boyle all playing 
very well, both at the start and at the end of the season. But they've also brought in players in January, like or uh, yeah, I think it was January around February, March time as well, bringing in the likes of Jackson Irvin, who and then Chris Cadden, who have been vital in the squad for clinching that third place, as well as their Betfred Cup and Scottish Cup runs, obviously coming up short in the end, both in the, the semi final of the Betfred Cup and the final yesterday, both against St Johnston. But as for Hibs this year, Lewis. Um, how impressed have you been by them, especially their front, their front three, and also the additions that they've made this season? They've been like they deserve third this year in the league. But as you're saying, the cups have just not been at the races in the big games at the big times. When you look at yesterday, Jackson Oven had that chance early on in the game, scores that. It's probably a completely different game. But in the league, they've just been different class, picking up results when they need to, turning up week in, week out and Jack Ross sort of had a system in the league and it's worked. I think that although they've messed up a few games at home, their away form was very good against the teams that you expect them to to beat. Um, but as for Aberdeen, I, I think the, the loss of Cosgrove impacted them a lot. I mean, he scored a lot of goals for them. And then as well with Derek McInnes ended up leaving during the season and they've got to find a new manager and that, that they did in Stephen Glass but he only came in a few weeks ago he's not really had much of an impact so Hibs clinched third spot Aberdeen going into next season Ben what do you think they need to improve on especially keeping Lewis Ferguson will probably be a starter uh, it really depends on what type of play Stephen Glass has got also McInnes Cosgrove worked also getting the ball in a lot of the time it was just up to Cosgrove let him hold it in and play around him but and Aberdeen obviously tried getting Hornby who he didn't really fit in players even Cam Benny and the strikers didn't fit in for how McInnes wanted to play so Stephen Glass was also there and it's just that's going to be time's going to time will tell with how he's going to play and what players will bring in and you'll be able to see it when they get about two games into the season, probably the great fair cup games and that when that happens. But if they get the right recruitment, the right players to play the football we need to do, they'll be pushing for that third place and taking it off Hibs for next season. Staying to the top six teams, a team that remarkably saved their season was Livingston. Uh, they brought in new manager David Martindale, who at the start of his reign was just firing they were winning every single game for about I think I don't even know how many games it was maybe it was maybe seven or eight games 12, 12 games aye. aye they were just superb winning week in week out uh, the likes of Scott Robinson scoring playing him up front as well which wasn't his natural position uh, David Martindale coming into Livy obviously they've slowed down a wee bit now because obviously the split they're playing the likes of the top four and then St Johnston as well Going into next season under David Martindale, would it be much of the same, Lewis Villavi, next season? Just the same top six aim? I reckon so. Obviously, they've lost um, that J. Emmanuel Thomas, so do need to replace him. But when you look at their squad, that Betfred Cup semi-final, seven changes made. So it shows they've got the depth there if they need to use it. Just they were on fire until that semi-final. And they changed the system a bit, obviously put Bartley to try and just man mark Sean Rooney for 90 minutes and it just didn't work. And since then, it's sort of just slowly gone downhill. Yeah. So I reckon next season, keep Bartley in the centre, although he's just signed to become their new assistant manager, hasn't he? So 
just keep him at the team and they'll be fine. Just not a right wing back. I don't. Yang even said himself that. Yeah, he did. I don't. I don't think he wanted to. I didn't even know he was going to be playing there, or wasn't suited to the role. Um, moving on to some of the teams that underachieved in the Premiership this season, probably the most notable one was Motherwell, uh, who sacked their manager Stephen Robinson throughout the season. They brought in Graham Alexander, who has done a pretty well job considering the circumstances that he's came into. Uh, as for Motherwell next season, you'd think they'd be pushing. Hibs, Aberdeen, St. Johnston for the uh, top five, top four place next season, do you think, Ben? Uh, I've not really watched a lot of the Premiership probably well, Motherwell and that, but I feel they'll just be able to get top six and just improve now. And then if they get into new season and get the signs they need and get the players they need, they'll start off with top six and then move from there. If they get top six and are close around your, your, your Europe spots and that, they'll be happy because it's an improvement, but if, as long as they do better than what they've done this season, there's not much of doing anything wrong with the manager, is there? I think that they've got a very they've got very good players in the squad, like the Tony Watt, Devante Cole. Uh, they're obviously losing Alan Campbell in the summer, which will be a very and big loss. Declan Gallagher as well, who's off to Aberdeen. Yeah. Um, but I think that if Graham Alexander gets the players in that he wants, and I, we'll see, probably we'll see how they do. But I did think that Stephen Robinson was a good manager for them. It probably just didn't work work out in the end for. Motherwell, as at the other end of the table, it finally happened. Hamilton Aki's down. Um, Lewis, it was just a matter of time, wasn't it, really? It is. It's about time they went down. Season after season after season, they voted like going down. And just when you've seen, when you've seen their sort of recruitment in the summer, bringing in, it was like, Alan Smith's not a bad player, but just not got that experience to play in the Premiership. They also brought in Bruce Anderson on loan in January. Probably a good signing for him. I don't know how he got on there, whether they got a few goals or not, but just it's about time they went down. As for your Premiership Player of the Years, guys, uh, Lois, first of all, who would be your Premiership Player of the Year? It's a tough choice for me. Goldson's played it, I think, every minute in Rangers Premiership season. Tavernier's obviously been in the squad with Patterson, but I think for me, Tavernier just because of the goals and the assists and the way he's led that the team by example all season long, he's just been unreal. I'd say it's between four players and they'll play for Rangers. I'd say probably McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, and then Davis in midfield. As for you, Ben, who would you say is your Premiership player of the year? Really, um, obviously you've got McGregor at one of who's obviously definitely up there just between really a bunch of Rangers players obviously Edward could be a shout but the Rangers winning the league with so many points you've got the likes of Tavnir and McGregor Barisic or the one that's been kept quiet a lot outside of Rangers anyway the Kimar Roof 14 goals joint goals with Nisbet 4 goals with Edward I feel like he's helped them massively to winning this league and He's been a vital part of the season. Why is Kevin Nisbet not on your shortlist? Uh, I just don't think that. I don't, really. I don't, I don't know why none of these are answering here. Lewis, you especially. Uh, With your Dunferman bias, surely. Oh, he, he was up there, but. <laughs> he didn't he get second, did he? He's done well, but he doesn't deserve to. Look at Rangers have went in absolute bombardment. Yeah. went in 
done bits in the league and dominated yeah. the season, unbeaten. If you didn't give it to one of their players, then it's just you're being biased against Rangers, really. Yeah, yeah my player of the year is probably either McGregor or James Tavener. It's too hard to pick between the two of them for me. I think they've just been remarkable this season for Rangers and have stead them in good a good place to go on and win the league. So, as for manager of the year, we mentioned earlier, would you both, both agree with Gerard being manager of the year or is Callum Davidson my finish out? Based on oh, just the, league. Based just, on league. Just, um, uh, just league then, just league. I'd, so, Calum, yeah, I'd say Gerard. Steven Gerrard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, moving on to the championship, me and Lois will probably be uh, more knowledgeable about than you, than you, Ben. Am I right? Uh, yeah. yeah, you're right. Sorry, that was me dig at that. Uh, anyway, Hearts <laughs> <laughs> uh, ended up winning the the league. They were favourites at the start of the season. I think they were always going to be at least be up there at the end of the season. As for going into the Premiership next season, Ben, where do you think that Hearts will will end up if they re- recruit the right players and hit form at the right times? I think they'll be straight into the top six to be honest. If they're not, then it's it's not good enough from them. If they've got if they've got the money to spend or the players to sign, then top six is where they should be looking. At least getting their probably aim is to get as close to him as possible and scare them a bit. You have to try dominate, get take back over Edinburgh. It's gonna take obviously a few years to do that, but as long as they get as close to him as they can or high as possible, then they're gonna be happy. I think most teams who would come up from the championship in the first season would be just their aim would just be to survive but as for Hearts because they're a much bigger club than usually the, the teams that win the championship I think that the aim has got to be top six first season and I think if Robbie Nielsen gets his recruitment right I think they'll be well prepared to do that as for you Lewis is it more or less the same for Hearts next season just a top six finish? Pretty much I when you obviously look back at the semi-final they beat Hibs so if they can compete on that level week in, week out next year, top six shouldn't, shouldn't really be a problem. And if they bring additions into the squad, they've got to be up there. If not, maybe even sneak a European place. Of course, they took Celtic to penalties as well in the Scottish Cup final. Yeah. Um, but I think a massive factor going into the season next season is John Souter coming back to full fitness. I think he's been a massive player for Hearts in the last few years and him missing out most of the season has been not damaging to them, but I think he's just a massive player for Hearts. And then you can see when he came back, the quality that he had and the form that Hearts took after that, winning the last five games convincingly as well. Um, as for moving on down to the playoff places, Rafe Rovers, who finished third in the league in the end, who looked like they were going to finish second, but Dundee just, just got ahead of them in the last, few days of the season um, as for Rafe Rovers at the start of the season list not, not, nobody thought they would be up there challenging Hearts and uh, Dundee and Dunfermline in the playoffs I think a lot of folk thought they'd be down there rele- relegation battle sort of mid-table side I certainly would have written them off for the playoffs at the start of the season if I was asked it and fair play to them they've recruited well like most teams did and they deserved it when I've seen them play obviously against Dunfermline that game where they beat us 5-1 at Starts Park they were they were the, I don't mean to mention it but they were the much better side that night the way they knocked the ball about so if 
they do deserve to be up there. There has been a few entertaining five derbies this season. We beat them 4-1 at our place. They beat us 5-1. And the, what's that face for, Ben? Major five derby. Don't know like any teams do. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so there's been a few five derbies which have been entertaining. The, the two old draw as well at Starks Park. As for some of the players that they've got in the squad, um, you know, the likes of Regan Hendry, Dylan Tate, It'll be hard, I think, to keep them in the summer. Ben, do you think that they've got to try and keep them in the summer to try and get out of the playoffs again next season? Well, so they're going to try, but I don't think it's likely. Also, Regan Hendry's linked with Hibs. And I don't know if he's good enough for that level, if he's just going to play every week or just rot away. don't know if he's going to go, go to Hibs and maybe get out of, go out alone for half a season. But I feel like players like him and Tate are obviously... Dylan Tate is a very young player, he's around our age. I feel like he'll, if we're going to get, if we can get some money from him, then he'll be more than happy. But both of them, I think, will be away in the summer anyway, definitely. They've made a few pre contract signings as well, like the Tom Lang, James Keatons, and Dario Zanata coming in. Um, but I think they've got to aim for the playoffs again with the season they've just had. Obviously, Regan Hendry will be a big miss if they lose him, the same with Dylan Tate. But at least they've got Lewis Vaughan and I think it was a three-year deal that he signed a few months ago. He's been a vital player since coming back from injury. Um, as for their neighbours in Fife, our team, Lewis, um, very good start to the season. We were undefeated for a while until about, I think it was about October, November until we played yeah. Morton in, at home and then St. Johnston in the Betfred Cup. Where do you think... It, it went wrong for us in that season, Lewis. I think, like I said in the last video, January, with the recruitment, too many loans coming in. Obviously, Scott Banks has been, I would say, he's worked out well. But Ewan Henderson coming in on March, when we could have had Scott Allen, potentially, I think it was probably the wrong decision. A lot of past fans will disagree, because I've seen a lot of past fans like him but I've just not seen it in them. So, obviously with Crawford gone now, we've got to get the right manager in who'll recruit the right players. And I think the aim next year is win the league. It's got to be. Well, I think it'll be tough next year because, you know, Hamilton coming down from the Premiership, Patrick Fischl coming up from League One. Um, but I Dundee think... Or Barnett, Dundee yeah, as well. And Dundee are coming out. That is very true. We'll get on yeah. to that game in a wee while. But um, I think that if Dunfermline get a good manager and not Craig Levine, um, but I think or that John Kennedy, don't bring Kennedy. In. Do you not want John, John Kennedy? No danger. How not? Shouldn't be anywhere near a club. How? Just do not rate him as a manager. He's a good coach, but not a manager. So with Stevie though. So, what about, uh, what about one of the folk for that, that boy from the country? I love sort of the German, one of the German boys. There's been, there's been a few speculations about certain German managers, but I think if you're going to get a German manager, it's going to be difficult or that to get a success, successful one in because I mean, it's going to be unknown to every single Dunfermline fan, probably. Well, one I've seen was a cunt, the under 21 manager. <laughs> Sorry to name, but uh, obviously he was linked to a Germany job, and it's just some people are just being a bit unrealistic. 
It's like seeing a Falkirk. Falkirk are going to Jose Mourinho or Guardiola. <laughs> I'm sure. Like I'm sure as well there was like four four on the bookies and two of them had managed RB Leipzig before. It's just not well, it, is, it just won't happen. It was like, I think it was, I can't remember his name, but there was a boy that won the league with RB Leipzig in the third and fourth day yeah. when they were going up the leagues. But the boys won Eurovision. That's kind of how you laugh there. Um, but they've got to get that that decision right. Ross McArthur will probably deal with that in the next few weeks. Same with Falkirk, which we'll mention later. But as for another team that rivaled them in the playoffs at the end of the season was Inverness, who revitalised their season under Neil McCann. Um, obviously, they've brought in John Robertson back in as a sporting director instead of manager this season. They're in a similar, similar situation with... Uh, Dunfermline looking for a new manager and then going for the playoffs next season probably. Lewis, do you think that uh, Inverness will be up there if they get the right the right manager again? I think so. I think if they could somehow get McCann to stay, I think he'd do the job next year and he'd be looking at second or third for them up there with Dunfermline and probably the team out of Dundee and Kilmarnock. That'll probably be the top three next year. I can see that. Do you not so think, hopefully. Do you not think Aki's will be around there again, or do you think they'll... I just... think Aki's will do a partick. I think they, they'll struggle really? next year. Yeah, I think they will. Just don't I've... think they've got the, the money. They'll need to spend money to get up again. They just don't have it. He's probably spent money with Alfred Kamara. If they go down, they've got players on big wages, kind of yeah. laughing Part, yeah, that's true. That's an older age, but I don't know if they can afford to really go down. Also, if they stay up, you've got the, the fan money coming the next season and stuff like that. Obviously, Celtic Rangers and stuff, so it's vital yeah. for them to get up to. I think no matter what happens in that playoff, I think whoever wins between Dundee and Kilmarnock, or whoever loses between Dundee and Kilmarnock, will win the league next year. I think if Dundee don't win, they'll spend next year again. Obviously, they've not got hearts in the league this year, but I do think that if whoever loses that playoff will probably win the league next year. But also... Gets a shout, sorry, uh, as James McPake. Obviously, having a right go at him, and then he's got his recruitment in. Don't know if it's been helped from Gerda Strachan, who's got a massive say and stuff. Obviously, Jason Cummins, Osmond Sow, just big players that are big game players and are going to help. Obviously, Jason Cummins is very experienced in the Scottish League's and he's done it before. He's played for Hibs in the Championship and went up and stuff. So I feel like fair play to James McPake. He's turned it around. Paul McMullen as well. Bringing him in on a pre-contract was a massive signing. And then also you've got Charlie Adam, who speaks for himself. I oh, think yeah. uh, his left foot, everyone knows what he's capable of. Um, he's got to go on, was it, when it was it? During the week. Wait. Was it Wednesday? Thursday, it was. Thursday, yeah. Thursday, his, his impact for Dundee in that midfield this season has been massive. Obviously, he went out of the team for a bit after. I think he got COVID. But um, yeah. he's been vital for Dundee this season. One and player four that's helped him in that midfield or transfer is Jordan McGee. Yeah. He's, he's been, been some step in there. And also, when he's at Falkirk, he was a very good player for us playing right back in centre-half. But playing when he went into midfield role, the amount of goals he's scoring... Is absolutely vital for Dundee and also he grabbed his cell goal against Kilmarnock. So. And yeah. in the playoffs against Ray Rovers as well. Uh, so he scored a that. double. Scored two, yeah, I scored two. Um, so as for 
at the lower end of the championship, um, you had the likes of Arbroath, Aloha, who got relegated in the end, um, and then the like, and then you've got Ayr, Malton, who Malton was in the playoffs. But as for Ayr that se- or this season, they started the season with Mark Kerr as manager, and Ben, you know, Mark well from his time at Falkirk. Um, but they sacked him, or he left the club uh, around about January time, I think it was, and brought in David Hopkins. As for Ayr, they've lost already. They've lost already Zanata, who maybe underachieved for them this season. But as for Ayr going into next season, they've obviously got the playoffs the last few seasons, apart from this season. Going into next season, what do you think the aim will be for Ayrless? I think they sort of have to get playoffs. I think with the way they recruited last summer, they obviously brought in Zanata, Bruce Anderson. Sure, did they not bring in Ennis Cameron from Kilmarnock, if I'm right? Uh, I, I think they I brought think in maybe went on loan yeah I think they've maybe brought in a few players from uh, the, there's a boy from a... down south as well from Ipswich I think it was that they brought in yeah they br- brought in quite a few strikers and everyone was sort of feeding their attack when you look at it and thinking could seriously be up there but they've yeah. just underachieved big time I think so I think that's the same with Malton maybe have not I think when you looked at Martin's squad at the start of the season, you didn't think they were going to compete at all. Um, no. Some of the players that they had, the, um, the just the signings that they made, I don't think were good enough for competing in the championship. And that's maybe why they got the playoff in the end. But they did stay up on Friday night against Airdrie. That was, they, played, they played very well that night. And a certain player who played very well in the playoffs, Lewis, you know him well, Robbie Muirhead. The donkey. <laughs> well, that's a bit harsh. He played well oh. on Friday in, in the oh, first leg as well. He was good on Friday. He's got a trim like a donkey. <laughs> His goal was an yeah. absolute beauty. Oh. oh no, it was. It was I a mean, cracking goal. I was I was thinking somebody was playing Robbie Muirhead's skin. I'm not gonna lie. But yeah, I didn't didn't see a performance like that coming out of him. No. And to be honest, when you look at that tie, sort of expected Airdrie to win it. Yeah. Well, just with their squad, you'd sort of back them to win it. And then Obviously, Muirhead was it two he scored on Friday? He scored one in the first leg, and I think he got the third and the first goal in that game. Yeah, so when you see the first goal, it's just just a peach, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, he, he does deserve it because he played well on both legs. I think that after Airdrie beat Cove, I fully expected Airdrie to go on and possibly beat Martin. Um, but I don't think they just they, I think they were burned out after the games that they'd had recently probably playing two or three games a week same with the rest of the League One clubs you know um, but as for your player of the year in the championship Lewis who would you say was your player of the year this year mine's is I've not, not really thought about this but I don't know it's a tough one because there's a few players, there's one I really do not want to say. say but it. I think Go I'm going to have to give it to him. I think Regan Hendry. He's just been phenomenal this year. Oh, every time he steps on that pitch for Rovers, he just puts in the performance that's needed to be put in. I think that there's a few Hearts players got to be up there as well. You know, the likes of Craig Gordon, Liam Boyce. Then you've yeah. also got Charlie Adam. Um, as well, Ben, 
I don't know if you've seen much of the championship this season, but as for the games you have seen or the, the performances that you've seen, maybe the highlights that you've seen, um, who do you think would you be your championship player? Then? Oh, so he's got Charles Adam. Also, Craig White and came into the fair one and boosted. He had a very good season when he came in. Also, getting a few goals against Dundee, getting the chip, which could have been a goal of the season. Charlie yeah. Adam, them boys, Craig Gordon being probably the best, one of the best goalkeepers in Scotland. Uh, obviously, you had Inverness, Todorov somehow getting goals. I've, I didn't see that coming from him. <laughs> So his time at Falkirk he was decent, but he, was, he wasn't a starter. He was coming off the bench every yeah. second, but getting goals. But I'd probably, I'd, it's down between I'd say Craig Gordon and Charlie Adam, obviously helping Dundee into playoff final so far. I think as for manager, the uh, I think it's between two. I'd say it's between John McGlynn and Robbie Nielsen for winning the league. Um, for me, although as much as I hate to say it, I think John McGlynn is my manager of the year. In the championship, oh, I, agree. I think that the job that he's done with Rafe Rovers since he's came in has been very good, especially this season. We won in the league last year, but um, they won the league last year. Oh, I knew, I knew, I knew as soon as I said that, Painted. that you would have something to say about that. Um, but yeah, they were unlucky not to get the final step in the end, but Dundee. Topped them in that game, and now they're playing Kilmarnock tomorrow in the playoff final second leg. As for predictions for that game, who do you think will uh, be victorious, Lewis? Uh, well, obviously, it's 2 1 on aggregate at the moment. Yep. Dundee, obviously, probably deserved winners on Thursday night. And I think if they play like that tomorrow night, I think they should comfortably get through. But a sneak feeling is a 2 0 Kilmarnock win. I've just got a feeling Lafferty might turn up, get a goal, well, two goals, and I think Kilmarnock will just manage to stay up. I think Lafferty is a big game player. He's known for doing that in the past few years. Um, it's a tough one to choose. I mean, it depends. If, if Dundee play the way that they played the last few games, then I think that they'll, they'll win the tie. But I think if, if Kyle Lafferty shows up and gets the service that he needs... I think that Kilmarnock will stay up. As for you, Ben, who do you think will win the game? I think it's going to go to extra time. I think it's going to be 2 1 to Kilmarnock this game. Extra time, also, you won't know. It could go either way, but I'm kind of hoping Dundee can edge it just so you've got another championship call. So it's the hardest time ever for a championship club to get through the playoffs. Also, it's favoured in front of the Premiership team, but kind of hope Dundee edge it and get through. As for yeah. moving on to League One, um, well, can I just say something else? Where obviously Kilmarnock having the fans behind them again. That's true. I think it'll be what five hundred. It'll be they'll really push them on tomorrow night, especially if that what's that guy's name that Gordon lad. <laughs> especially if he's there, they'll be right behind him. Just him bawling and shouting at Aye. the players. Aye. So as for moving on to League One. Ben, I can see you shaking your head and putting your ha- head in your hands. Aye. Um, we'll, we'll start with Patrick Fissel. Um, they had a not a great start to the season, if I'm honest. Um, but after the the break that they had, I think that since then the signings that they made as well in that period has really spurred them on to go in and win the title. I think they were like fifth or sixth going into the, uh, that break, and then just the form that they've hit 
ever since that yeah. break has just been remarkable. The, the likes of Scott Tiffany coming in, um, Zach Rudden coming back from injury, mm. but then the experienced heads like Gegan and Stephen Bell, who came in on loan from Lowland League clubs and made a massive impact, not really maybe starting-wise on the games, but maybe in the dressing room, they were just vital players to have for McCall. I think the recruitment was spot on in that period. Um, Joe Cardo hitting form as well um, at the right time. But I think that Ian McCall's done a great job this season of turning things around from what it was at the start of the season. Um, ben, do you want to talk about a certain game just before the end of the season? Well, I, I really didn't care what happened to that, to be honest with you. Obviously, we had two players downs and Durning that are looping starts towards the end. I also had a lot of injuries and then we weren't going to even play Durning or Dowds, but we came on and Durning, it, it, couldn't, it couldn't be arsed, to be honest, running back, rolling our goals and stuff like that. But I don't know if it's down to fitness or not, but now he's gone. It's probably made it a lot easier for people just to get over it again with the club. That 5-0, it was embarrassing. I didn't even finish watching the game. I turned it off after like the fourth first run. Yeah. It wasn't a football from Falkirk's point of view. It's just, it looked like a Sunday league team that had been out the night before until the fourth morning against a Barcelona side draw. I think the recruitment in that period that uh, obviously Patrick Fissel got their players in, I don't think Falkirk made it as any as good signings is what they did or maybe Lewis Nielsen as you mentioned before yeah. who was uh, quite a good signing for you but as for the other players you were it was just an inexperienced maybe high potential loan players but I don't think that's what Falcon needed to go on and win that league but as for you sacked um, Miller and McCracken during the season and Gary Holt took over because he was obviously sporting director before that but I don't think he wanted that role when he, came, when he went to Falkirk, he was promised a sporting director role, but going into next season, Ben, a similar situation to Dunfermline and Inverness, but you are trying to get out of League One, which you need to do next year, don't you? Uh, definitely. I think if we don't get a League One next season, also there's talk about us going part-time this season, which is embarrassing, to be honest, for a club, for a side of the club we are, but also there's been a lot of managers talk over over 100 applicants or so and I couldn't name 100 managers so it's probably some folk sitting down at the park or I think you can do a job some folk on football manager or something but obviously being linked with Kettlewell Jim McIntyre a big name that's linked recently is Paul Sheeran who's the Aberdeen youth manager but I just also you can't really rate someone until they came in and done it, signed players and started off and see how they play but it's just really a waiting game, to be honest with you right now. I think that they've got to get that appointment spot on. I think they've got to nail the manager spot first and then bring in players because um, they've got to get out of League One next season. It's going to be very tough than it has been in the last few seasons because you've got the likes of Queen's Park, Aloha, Airdrie, Cove Rangers in that Martin, league now. Well, no, no more. I'm not even on a bit. <laughs> Well, if you've seen it, obviously, there's on Twitter and Facebook and that and stuff, there's a photo of the teams that are going to be in the league and Falkirk are the only team in that league that are a championship club. Obviously, you've had Partick and Rafe and stuff before teams have been in the championship, whereas Falkirk are the only team, obviously, you've got Al and stuff, but they've also, they're always a low-end championship and it's just quite, it's probably one of the most embarrassing leagues I've ever seen. It is the most embarrassing league I've seen Falkirk in. So it's just kind of a bit of a shot to the heart. 
in the three years that I watched them filming and we've won it, they were, although the away days were pretty fun, it's just not, it's not the league you want Horrendous to be in. football. <laughs> That's the only way you can describe it. I haven't even watched football this season, honestly. But it's been tactics after tactics, and I feel like somebody's just let a kid run run loose on like a football manager son or as a manager. It's when McCracken and Miller obviously in their first roles as managers, obviously McCracken and the coach up your head for a short bit, but it was just it wasn't fun. To, it was fun to watch. It wasn't even it was sad to watch teams play like that. Obviously the quality we had, we should be going out and teams like Peterhead and stuff beating them and that, but it was very, very embarrassing. I think, well, obviously the, the teams that finished in the playoff spots, Cove, Airdrie and then Montrose got there in the end. But as for Cove and Airdrie, Cove coming into the league, I think that's a fairly successful season for them. Finishing, uh, I think it was it third, third in the end they finished. So yes, um, was it not Airdrie that finished second? Oh, it was, sorry. My yeah. bad, and then, uh, so as for Cove, the first season... Do you think it's a successful one for them, Lewis, or do you think that they'll be disappointed not getting promotion? Well, obviously, be disappointed that they weren't able to get promoted. But when you look at it, back-to-back promotions from the Lowland League and all the way up to League One, highly successful. Yeah. To get playoffs in the first season in League One, you've got to be happy with that. And if they can replicate that again, they could even be up there to win the league if they recruit rightly. But I think playoffs next year has to be their target again. I think so, that uh, yeah, I think that they've got the money to spend. I think they've obviously got Paul Hartley as manager, who's Ben's best pal. Um, no, no, <laughs> I'll leave that. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah, they've also. I mean, Fraser Five in midfield in League One is just ridiculous. I mean. He's won the FA Cup of Wigan, but I think that they've got to be up there with Falkirk and probably Queen's Park at the end of the season. But then you've also got Airdrie as well, and then possibly Montrose. If I don't think that maybe they'll they'll maybe want get in the playoffs again if Stuart Petrie stays, but um they've defied the odds again. As for watching Montrose and the likes of Airdrie, as for your prediction for next season, Ben, where do you think that will happen? Uh, that's, I think that's your top five really you've got Queen's Park well it's your top six is definitely done you've got Queen's Park Falkirk Cove Airdrie Montrose and Alloa yeah. and there's nothing changing like, I'm not doing nasty to other clubs but it really just depends on team's recruitment I think Alloa could fall maybe a bit and then because also they're looking for a manager as well and then but I think Airdrie will I think Airdrie could finish fourth with Montrose being I'd say fifth place. Obviously, if Montrose keep Peartree, but they've got to be playing good football, Montrose. They're an attacking side and they're actually a very good side to walk. Whereas Airdrie aren't so much. They just are solid defensively, but it's not a lot of football they play. Obviously, they had Kyle Turner, who was a massive player for them, but he's obviously not going to be there next season. I think he's heading to... Is it Partick, maybe? He's on going in. Yeah, I've seen that on Partick. Twitter today, actually. Partick? Yeah, he's on the Partick day. I thought so. he was off the hearts. So did I. But, um, Why is it a <laughs> So, as for your player of the year in League One, Ben, you probably know more than me and Lewis after watching the, the players in League One. Um, who would your, be your League One player of the year? 
Also, you've got Patrick Conn in the league, but I think there's only one that's Mitch Meganson. Yeah. Top goal scorer on a part-time team. I think he's just... Obviously, he signed a new deal there as well. Obviously, working part-time, getting good money at Cove and then good money from his job elsewhere. I think he's just proved how much of a good player and a vital player is for Cove. Um, as for manager of the year, I think I've got a favourable option. Gary Holt? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Oh, he had a very good record. Ah, uh, good record, my heart. Sorry, I need oh, to stop for you. I'm just teasing with the Gary Hope pal. But um, I'm just making half, you know, a little Mister Falkirk. Hope I can start the team on a bit next season. Eh? Um, moving on to League Two, finally. Um, first of all, the champions at Queens Park. They brought in a lot of players in the summer and a lot of established players in the Championship and League One in Scotland. I think from the start of the season, you just knew they were going to win the league, didn't you, Liz? Easily. They deserved it. I've, I think I maybe seen one game in the Scottish Cup. Couldn't tell you who they were playing like. And Donald. Aye, that was it. Yeah. At Kelty, that was the game. And you could just see the quality they had that night. So even against like two teams or the players they had and I think even against Dundonald they maybe rotated the squad a wee bit yeah so if they're playing like that with a rotated squad the first team squad's just going to tear apart League 2 I mean Simon Murray in League 2 although exactly. he was injured for the start of it I mean that's he's easily I'm going to be low in Premiership high in Championship striker and playing in League 2 um Obviously, he scored a few goals when coming back from injury, but they also got Ray McKinnon in, who's another one of Ben's good pals. I'm not going to get stop there. Just stop. <laughs> um, they let him go at the end of, just a few weeks ago at the end of the season. They brought in Laurie Ellis, who um, was Ray McKinnon's assistant. So um, they'll probably challenge up for League One next season with spending... Spending a bit of money. Uh, as for the bottom end, Brecon got relegated today against Kelby Hearts, but they've just not been good enough this season, Ben, have they? Sure, so I've no watch a lot, but it was our time. To, it's time to go. In the words of Claude. I totally uh, agree. Obviously, you've got Brecon that have went and Kelby Hearts, but even for next season, Cowden Beef are going to be crapping their pants. Yeah. Obviously, but the quality and you've got Neville Lindley League, it's just going to keep improving and improving. And Cowden Beef are the ones, I think, that need to watch themselves next season. So, yeah, I agree with about Cowden Beef. I think that they'll struggle next season, the same with Albion Rovers. And then possibly Annan thrown in there as well. But League 2 will be competitive, the same with League 1 next year. I think that it'll probably be Kelty, Edinburgh City, possibly Stenhousemuir, Southern Albion well. end as well. What's that? Stenhousemuir have been recruiting well. Yeah. They've got new managers and I mean, stuff. Let a few players go, but I mean, BSC Stenhousemuir is what they're now called. They've signed about seven or eight BSC players because obviously yeah. the, man- the manager did did come from BSC, so I don't oh, blame them. What is it about BSC? Have they no started to show I've seen something about that. I think that uh, part of the club has moved away from. Um, like ownership of BSC Glasgow as a whole, and they're starting a new club at like the bottom tier of 
about how the ground and stuff obviously been ground sharing, but we're going back to where they're originally from. Yeah. Uh, so so who will hold them managing? Uh, BSC Glasgow, I presume. I don't I don't know if they're gonna change their name or not. They put out a statement, but they made a signing today. Ah, right. So it'll probably come in a few weeks, but yeah. I'm not sure. Um so Brecon probably going into the Highland League. The, I think they've tried to get into the Lowland League, but even if they get into the Lowland League, I don't think they'll have the quality to compete. If, even if they maybe spend the money that they do have, I don't think they'll compete. Maybe they'll in the Highland League, they'll have more of a chance. They'll be a, I think. What's that? Be, I think they'll be like a Berwick Ber- Rangers, obviously. Yeah. A team that has a bit of money in that league and stuff, and then just kind of fell. So. I think that... Um, in the Highland League, you've obviously got Broader Rangers, Bucky, Fraserburgh, who Brecon will try to compete with. But they've obviously the goal will be to try to get back in the SPFL. But I think they will find it difficult unless they spend the money that they don't have. So, mm-hmm. um, so as for a whole League Two next season, should be an entertaining one. Um, Kelty coming up today. And then uh, Edinburgh City staying down after Dumbarton beat them in the playoffs. Right. You would expect it of Edinburgh City to have went went up. That's what I thought anyway. Betting, would you agree? Yeah, definitely. They've got some quality players, and obviously they've got to be coaching that. Uh, I think obviously you've got Blair Henderson, even Liam Henderson. I think his name is who's yeah. a fault. Yeah, just different good quality players. Obviously, they've had some players on for Hibs. I think it's disappointing for them not to pushed on and trying to at least go up but uh, so that's the season review done guys um, I mean it's uh, been a, it's been quickly actually uh, I've just put my hand up on school there but uh, <laughs> what about predictions for teams to win the league and like, finish bottom for next for next season fair enough or don't leave that for a season preview I think we'll leave that for a season preview once the, sign- yeah. once the signings are made ah um, yeah, yeah but as for um, leaked video, <laughs> as for going forward with the podcast, I think we'll probably be doing podcasts for the Euros. Is that right? Throughout the Euros, so, um, probably something just for the Scotland England game because I don't think I'll be recovered by then. <laughs> <laughs> Could there be a watch along? I'll be back on a Saturday, like, but what are we saying, Liz? A watch along potentially. What for the Scotland games? A live, a live watch along. Uh, don't be watch along when I'm doing in London. <laughs> just, just from Trafalgar Square. Just come on Zoom and just uh, put your phone. Yeah. Uh, um. So. Yeah. So we'll probably do a few podcasts during the Euros, and then going forward, we'll decide from there. But as for now, this has been the 2021 season review for the SPFL, and we'll see you in the next episode. Cheers, guys. Bye. Quality.